food was excellent, brother. You're the guy that got caught in that avalanche, right? Yeah, I'm the one. Like black men don't have enough ways to get killed without climbing up some stupid ass mountain in the middle of God's nowhere. Need to leave that to the white folks, brother. Welcome back to Afro Horror, everyone, and happy Black History Month. I am so excited for this guest to be on our show. She is kicking off our Black History Month season episode, uh, whatever you want to call it. And I have worked with her previously before, and I've asked her so many of these questions, and she's always been gracious to answer them. And anyway, she's here now. Elise Neal, hi. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm good. Where are you right now? Where in the world? You're in LA. Um, yeah. We haven't seen each other in a while, like since we wrapped that last production. Since we've been in a whole panorama and a Marion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How, how has that been for you? Are you okay? Are you good? Thank you for asking. I actually, um, I've been okay. I think um, it definitely has helped me being a person who's already been about health and fitness and, um, you know, making sure that I'm taking vitamins. I've, I've been taking daily vitamins for probably since I was like 15, you know? Wow. Yeah. So, you know, and for those who don't know, you know, I started as a dancer doing musicals, a chorus girl, the whole thing. So my whole life has been about being fit and being healthy and yep. taking care of myself. Um, this pandemic has definitely heightened my sense of awareness to take care of myself. I mean, but we can talk about how, you know, tragic this whole thing has been. It's just been very difficult for a lot of people who are not used to moving or who are not used to, um, you know, taking a walk or, or dealing with restrictions, you know? Yeah. I look at my life sometimes and I think about, you know, being a performer, being an entertainer, and also being a person who started in musical theater and dance class, or maybe somebody in sports will understand like restrictions, because I think that is the biggest adjustment for people. Like if yeah. you're not used to restrictions of you can't do X, you can't do Y, you have to do this. And that's not your usual jam and your usual flow of your life. Having all of these restrictions is really driving a lot of people insane. Are they just not <laughs> you? Me. <laughs> and, I, and I champion the fact that, you know, as a dancer, I'm, I'm used to somebody telling me, don't do this. I'm used to somebody telling me you have to do X. I'm used to a per all of those things are, are what made me a great performer. Being in class, you got to be on time. You can't eat too much. You have to work out. You have to do do it do it five thousand times the way I say, as opposed to the way that you're trying to create that pirouette or whatever. Whatever your jam is is with sports. You got to do it five thousand times, and you can't do X, Y, and Z, or you shouldn't do X, Y, and Z. So I think for me being told what to do, what not to do, I'm okay with it. But people, again, <laughs> who don't have that lifestyle, I know are just like, oh my God, y'all, what? Which is actually, it's so true because I follow you on Instagram and you, you guys should follow Elise as well because during the pandemic, you did not stop. 
I was like, what pandemic? You released a, a workout line. You recorded yourself exercising outside. Like it was just like, okay. <laughs> and we're going to keep going. You got to adjust. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, sometimes in life you have to make adjustments. Was it easy adjustment? And I'm going to keep it real. Probably that first year was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not knowing what was going to happen, you know, not knowing what was going to happen to me, not knowing what was going to happen to the industry, not knowing a lot of things. But I've always been the type of person that if I got free time, I'm gonna try to make the best of it. You know, I've always been that way. If I got free time, that means I'll do two workouts as opposed to one. If, if I got free time, I'm gonna try to make myself laugh. So then maybe I should maybe try to make other people laugh. I've always been like that because it just doesn't make sense to sit around and complain about something that you cannot change. Ooh, no, that's so true. That They teach you that in therapy too. Like <laughs> re- all that anxiety only comes from things that you wish you had control over. But when you don't, you just have to release it. and just. If I was, you know, Warren Buffett or if I was like, you know, a, a, a trillionaire, then, you know, I would, that's something I would love to change. But I know I can't change that. So I have to be me. You have to live with what you have. She's also being very modest. It's not just when she has, she has no free time. So she, she's being very modest to say that because when we were on set, even 5 a.m. calls, she was working out outside the trailer. She had her little ankle weights or, or whatever, doing lunges. She was always moving. You were always moving. I'm always moving, but don't do that because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to be on camera, right? I'm getting That's ready to true. Be so, you know, there's that so slide that in I'm trying to look good on camera <laughs> so and you do and you I mean you're on camera now a zoom camera and you look flawless so it's not you know it's a computer my, camera sweatshirt on and my beanie you make comfortable look real good ah, that's all I know you. thank you you have been in this industry you are what we call the OG the goat the legacy um I want to know if you could go back to talk to your younger self as she's just entering the acting career, what would you tell her? Do you have any advice for her? Ooh. That's a great question. Um, yeah, it's so many things I've learned that I go, dang, if I would have known. So it's a whole list that I probably won't think of right now. I think the first thing, and this is going to sound crazy, not crazy, it's going to sound I don't, I don't even know what it's going to sound like. <laughs> Let's just say it. Every opportunity you get that makes you stand out more than others, meaning a um, big agent that maybe in your heart, you feel like you are so attached and you have a good relationship with this agent and you are being given opportunities, basically every opportunity to be bigger mm-hmm. in this industry that is uh, presented to you, you should take. That would be my biggest one. There was a lot of opportunity that was given to me that I didn't take because I was being kind, because I was being loyal, mm. and um, things like that. Because I, you know, I'm a nice person at the core, and, you know, I'm thinking, I, I'm not even going to say the agency, but I was with a certain agency when we were doing Hustle and Flow back in the day. And then Hustle and Flow became this big thing at Sundance. 
and all of the agents from the top, the CAAs, the whatever, wanted the entire cast to, to they were, a lot of their reps were there. And, you know, they asked me to slide over to their agency. I had a great relationship with my agent. And in my still at that point, unknowledgeable self about the business and where it was going to, to go, was like, I like my agent. I don't want to leave my agent. I like them. We're doing good. We're here. We need to get got here. This is great. Um, I am not going to say who did it, but there's two people who said, screw that. <laughs> I'm out. I'm, I'm screw that. And actually one person actually tossed their phone in the trash at Sundance when we all got that, that call and that message. I'm not going to say this, but they're a very big performer. Oh, to leap to, as in I'm tossing my phone and I'm out. I'm gonna go. It oh. in front of me. Yeah. Oh they, wow. They didn't want to deal with the calls. They didn't want to do. They were like, and it's, I'm 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 leaving a part out. Okay, we were all at like a T-Mobile. It was a huge party at Sundance for T-Mobile, and they had all given us all the new accessories, all the new stuff that was coming out. So my point is, we could, if you wanted to do that, we were there with these people. right set up your new phone that they just given us so this one particular person who was in the movie was like i'm out tossed his old phone into the trash had them set it up and then that was it and that was it so i love what you're saying you're basically saying you were so i i'm like you now and i'm i'm trying to learn the loyalty of like these people started with me i'm not going to leave them we're going to grow together but also sacrificing your own growth because of that that's that's the best way to put it i definitely have in the past sacrificed my own growth to be loyal but see i'm going to say one thing what i'm saying is it wasn't that we were we it was going good right it wasn't like it was a startup agency there was an agency that we had done this job and this job and this job and this job like consistent consistent work so there wasn't uh in my head a reason to be like this isn't going well i need to go with someone else not understanding that the bigger has more opportunity has more um you know people who, who write for you, people who can yeah. really create your own. I'm not even there mentally thinking that. But again, if you ask me to go back at my younger self, it's like, that's what you should have done. That would be yeah. a better career at this point because they could take you to different levels. They could help you create your own thing. They could help you move into other areas that you could be good at. You know, that's where I think. I think that's so relatable, especially for me, because I, I don't want anyone not to like me. It's a big thing I'm working on. And like you said, reps are great. They do a great job. There's nothing, there's no bad blood there, but the idea of you leaving them almost feels like they'll like you less. And- oh, they're definitely gonna like you less. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been there too. I've, I've, right. had to, I've left agencies and they were definitely upset. But I think what, what, what I'm saying is sometimes, even though it looks, good now mm -hmm. you have to think what your what's in your future or where, where you would want to be in your future 
And that could be a child, that could be a relationship, that could be a whole <laughs> lot of things. You That's know, true. Something could look good right now and be okay right now. But as you grow older, you start to think in totality of what you want and what, where you want to go. And, and in totality, I go, that was a, probably a better choice was to grow, have a better agency that had more, you know, writers and things that could make other things happen for me. Speaking of which, I know you come from a musical background because we've talked about this and I, I told you how much I adored Tick, Tick, Boom. Excuse me if I don't know. Have you done a musical yet? I have not done a musical and acted. No, that's one. That's one of my things. I before it's over, child. I would yes. love to do it. I would love to be if if I have to just you know pull out the um, the card and equity card and and <laughs> put it out there. But I would. That's the one thing I would love. I would love to do. Uh, I know they do a lot of. Um, uh, Chicago or whatever still yeah. in New York when, when the Broadway comes back full I would love to be involved in that absolutely Cause, yeah because you can sing dance and act so I'm just like why why aren't you in the musicals I want to see it it's 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 a weird thing and this is again goes to what I'm talking about it's a weird thing when people think that you know you get famous for a certain thing or you get more known for a certain thing and people forget that you can do the other thing you know yeah I, and i and i think you know the agency that i'm with now you know i wasn't with them you know 20 years ago or 15 years ago so you know we get a lot of stuff but it's nothing that's really musical and i constantly just have to remind people like hello you know i could do a musical you know, but what's what what has come across my desk though, is see that's the thing, and I and I'm gonna say it. You know, a lot of times when there's musicals and there's black entertainers, you know, mm. I'm not Mahalia Jackson, okay? Right. I am not Aretha Franklin. Right. And, um, and <laughs> you know, I've gotten a couple of auditions where you know, I don't have Beyonce vocals, and I don't even try to even say that I. <laughs> And I, and I make it very clear. I do not have Beyonce vocal. So let's not even, let's not even submit me for the Beyonce vocal role. But if there's someone who's supposed to have a great singing voice, or, you know, maybe if there's an audition for like Queens and I can try to sing rap, or she's supposed to be contemporary, I got that all day. I got right. that all day long, you know, and dancing and singing all day long. You know, I, but, but yeah, I'm not even trying to front and be like Mahalia Jackson. Like, no, I, I'm the same way. And I, I love what you're saying. Cause it's like, yeah, with black musicals, it's like, everyone is an operatic singer. <laughs> like, Where's the regular girl? <laughs> like, I, I, I tap out and I'm, I'm very proud of what vocals I can have, but the, the, you know, it ain't that, it ain't that. And I'm not even going to try to front. Um, after the career you've had I, as a black woman, I'm sure you've seen and heard it all. What do you, like, how do you feel like the industry's changed for black women? Do you, are you optimistic about it? Are you like, oh yeah, it's definitely gotten better. Or are you like, I've seen this same old tale over and over again? I think that there's a lot of changes that have been had. You know, I, I think there's a lot of things that have changed. I do. I, I think that there's more conversation about the change then there is real change. I think, um, 
executives want to be sure they emphasize, oh, see, we, 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 we tried, or see, we're, 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 we set an initiative. It's a lot of setting of initiatives. Yeah. So, yes. um, but when I think of like realistic numbers in change, I go, you know? Yeah. But, you know, but what I do see is a lot of people of color saying screw it and 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 throwing their shot you know mm-hmm. or yeah. there's a few people you know who have been given gotten opportunities um and i and i applaud hbo for giving Issa ray an opportunity yeah um and she definitely deserved it um i'd like to see them even go further with those opportunities you know like like i just said see that people want to go okay see See how great Insecure was? You know, see yeah. how Insecure was? Okay, so it would have been great, you know, to follow up right after with another great show. Exactly. And that's where I go. Right. Are we talking about it or are we doing it? Because to me, in my opinion, there should have been 10 Insecures on at the same time. But there was only one. It, only, it always feels like it's only room for one at a time. Right. And see, but that's what I'm talking about. It's, 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 a, it's a lot of like, see, we have our initiative. Or right. See, where's the words behind it? Where's the show behind it? You know, and I watched the, um, the documentary that they did on Insecure that, sh- that aired like right after the season finale. Yeah. I encourage, I even posted about it. Like I encourage anyone that's a filmmaker that wants to get into business and watch that because it was so informative. It was so good um, that they did that. Um, And it really did show you like, you know, how they broke that down and they did have her in development for like two years. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes also people think it's going to happen overnight, but I I just like the fact that they not only like gave her that platform, but they also let us see the process of how long it took and when, what did they did to make the show as good as it was. I liked seeing that in totality. Um, but again, I would love to see more, more shows. And I mean, listen, I'm talking about myself too. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm writing now and pitching things now. Um, but yeah, I just, I just feel like, you know, it's out there as buzzwords, but I would like to see the receipts. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And you know, they like to show the receipts during Black History Month, which this episode will premiere during and then the rest of the year. Oh, so we're doing too, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Rest of the year, I'm like, all right, February's over. So I guess we're done. <laughs> so um, let's, tra- if we don't mind, let's let's transition to Scream because it just premiered two weeks ago, Scream 5. They're not calling it Scream 5, but Scream. Um, yeah. Do you remember your audition or did you have to audition for Scream 2? Definitely auditioned, but here's here's the thing uh, about Scream. Um, Okay, so when I was, uh, when I had auditioned for, let me see. I think that production company, which was Dimension, Mm -hmm. was a lot of films, a lot of content at the time. I think I probably had auditioned for maybe five or six dimension productions, you know, at the time you're obviously using the same casting person. Right. And I finally got a call. 
because I gotten close or did not get like a lot of them. Like when I tell you like call back and close to like probably three in a row that were Dimension Productions. And then I get a call saying that they wanted to offer me Scream because they loved me and they just thought I would be a great fit. And I know there's always a lot of conversation around this, but you know, they even shared with me, like it wasn't supposed, my role as, ha as Haley, Hallie in Scream wasn't even supposed to be say a black character. They didn't write her and say, we want a black actress to play her. The producers just liked me and mm -hmm. wanted me to have the role. Um, so I thought that was cool you know, that they were like, man, she's just good and she would be great as this. And then they just saw that in me and said, let's, let's give it to her. So that's how I got it. Nice. Because I, I know it's a lot of conversation about blacks and horror and the whole thing. Yeah. But my experience, especially with Scream, I, I, I feel like I would be being fraudulent if I put myself in that in that conversation because of the way it was given to me you know what I mean I do I do I know what you mean because it was essentially they were investing in Elise and not we want a black actress in this role it was like we like Elise we were trying to find a project that fits her this fits her yeah. hire her I will say even though that's how you came into it you mean a lot to black horror fans <laughs> you know um because at the time I think it was just you, Brandy from, I still know what you did last summer. And then obviously at the top of this, we had, um, oh, sorry, Jada Pinkett doing the opening, but there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot. No, no. And Rod, you know, we'd Rod Digga later and Tyra Banks later, but that seeing you on screen and screen too is a big deal for a lot of people. And I think that's, I, listen, I think that's great. I think, but I, I'm happy to say I needed to say that because I don't know. I feel like sometimes the certain conversations are definitely warranted about diversity, um, having more of a voice. I mean, I, I just laid it out to how I feel and I'm not afraid to say how I feel. I think sometimes in certain situations, you have to be honest, yeah. say, these people here with this production, I can only speak on the one that I was on, um, you know, we're not trying to, um, you know, leave our voices out. Right. I don't, I don't think that that's what they were setting out to do. I mean, I would not have gotten the job if that's what they were setting out to do. If they, no, saw, true. Yeah, they, if they saw Nev with, you know, uh, another ethnicity, uh, and, and another person, that person would have had that role. After Scream, the first Scream, by the time Scream 2 happened, it was such a big talked about um, franchise. So they could have done whatever they wanted to do and nobody would have batted an eye. It's true. No, that's very much true. I also think they underestimated the impact <laughs> Scream 2 would have. It's personally a lot of people's favorite film out of the I entire franchise. Time, people say that that was their favorite one. And you know, I, 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 and I don't, and I don't know if it's. First of all, we had so much fun doing it, and, and people just don't have a clue how much fun we had doing it. You know, Jerry O'Connell is a fool, and I think everybody in the That's world <laughs> knows this now. But he's always been the fun police. 
He's yeah. always been the fun police. And he legitimately, when we all got there and was like, cause you know, we were getting free stuff sent. Just, it was such a big deal. We were getting free bags or whatever, like on the daily, some other production was sending us things or sending us cool stuff. Cause we were the cool kids. Yeah. We product production that everybody was talking about and so he was like you know what we're the we're the cool kids we're not sleeping we're and me and nav and a couple people were looking at him like what is he talking about (laughs) we're not sleeping it's party time we're gonna hang out (laughs) but this man had like a whole itinerary of things for us to do like he'd be like okay it was great no it was great tomorrow we're gonna go here so this way we're gonna go here on the weekend we're going here. And, and it was like, did you do them? I did. a lot. We did a lot of them. So <laughs> if, they, if they see it, I don't know if it's, you know, you know, it was pretty much me, Nev, Jamie Kennedy, maybe every, every, every now and then someone else that was around, yeah. but you know, we would do them. We had, we had date nights and stuff like that. Like fun date nights as a cast. Like all that, we would definitely come to to work sometimes just exhausted. (laughs) But I love that because you're just like in the regular in the first scream. This cast, the chemistry was so great. Like I really bought y'all as friends. (laughs) Oh, absolutely, and you know, absolutely, one hundred percent. And you know, even um, you know, um, I I ran into Nev and David and. Matthew, but who, who wasn't in mine, but was in the first one. Yeah. Uh, at a at a horror event, and it was the, still the same thing. We all were texting each other, like, okay, we're all gonna go to dinner. Where are we gonna go? Da, 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 da. Because we definitely did find each other fun. Like we loved yeah. hanging with each other. And this is probably two years ago, or right before the panorama. We all <laughs> did like a horror event, and we were all there, and we did the same thing. We all texted and was like, okay, we're going to go. Yeah, let's come and go here. And like, you know, that's just our dynamic when we hang out together. It's amazing. I love it. I scream really, the franchise feels like a family with people from other sequels just coming in and loving each other and going, I'm in two, I'm in three, I'm in four. I, I love it. I want to know, speaking of Jerry really quick, how was it shooting the, I think I love you song sequence in the cafeteria? You hate that song now? <laughs> I like never have to hear that song again. <laughs> I do hate the song. I I definitely hate the song now. That song, and I think it was two days in the cafeteria. No. That's what that, I, no. I would hate it too. <laughs> just think about it. Like hearing the song, hearing. I, I believe we did it for like two days because they he wanted all of those angles. Then you had to get him up on the thing. Then it was like this person said whatever. So they had to catch that person saying this to this person, saying this person to this person. It was a lot of shots. That's why I'm like, dude. Did Jerry sing them live or was it a recording? I mean, he didn't sound good. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> he just kept singing it over and over. <laughs> you know he wasn't trying to you know make it sound good so it just it's, so I don't know if you see it like when I watch it I laugh because I can see us kind of being like yeah <laughs> but because we really were like 
that's why everyone was on the three and the twos because we we're like pick, pick up the clapping face <laughs> oh oh man but that's it's funny to see it i'm gonna rewatch it and go wow they hated this <laughs> and when you say he you're talking about wes craven um rest in peace do you have a favorite memory about working with Wes? I mean, how awesome your career, you've worked with a ton of amazing directors and producers and actors, but for me personally, that's uh, that's a big one, Mr. Craven. Wes was everything. Wes was so calm. What was cool about Wes was just, he just let us, you know, the words were there and he just let us do whatever, you know, he, he didn't take a lot of takes, you know, he just knew we were just gonna be ourselves and deliver. And he never really gave a lot of direction. Um, there is a, something rolling around that I, you know, I don't have the clip, but I saw it on Twitter. There's the night that Nev and I were doing this, the scene in the back of the car, in the police mm -hmm. car. And uh, it's the only time he got upset with us. Why? It's a clip going around. That, I mean, you can't, oh. hear, you can't hear the part where he was upset with us, but it's a clip going around where because Nev and I got the giggles in the back of the car. Oh, no. <laughs> and I saw the clip. It was on, somebody had posted it, and it was on my uh, Twitter feed. But uh, if I can figure out how to pull it, uh, you, would, you would die. Uh, it, so basically what happened is we were, you know, preparing to do the whole scene in the back of the car. It's late. It's, you know, we, you know we, we've been filming. It's late. It's probably, you know, the sun goes down. We're going to shoot the scene. And we just got the giggles. In the, the bins, your mind is just like, I'm tired. So um, it's, and you could just, she started it. And you, if you saw the clip, she did start it. Cause I didn't start the giggles. She started laughing at me going, ah, cause I started screaming. <laughs> I, the giggles just caught. And you know, we were just, we couldn't stop laughing. We were <laughs> laughing at our horrible, ah, oh my God. We were just, it, and then we just locked eyes and we could not stop laughing and that was probably the only time after probably like five, i'm gonna keep it real probably like five or six takes that we were laughing we just couldn't oh. we and couldn't was like laughing. come on <laughs> that's the only time he was like okay ladies like can you come on that's literally the only time but but well deserving because we could not it's just a it's something happened that we locked eyes and it just became funny it's so awesome to hear that story because that is one of the most iconic, it's the, one of the scenes when people talk about this franchise, they go, the car scene, where they're stuck in the back of the car and they have to climb over him. And to know that you guys are just cracking up through it. It's just, because it's, it's so scary for other people. It's pretty great. I mean, I, I think because we, here's the thing, it was right before we kind of really got into it. So it was kind of in the beginning where she was like, just started giggling. And then it was like, after he was like, okay, come on. But also, I think she was laughing because you want to talk about, you know, ethnic differences. Uh-huh. I had already told myself, as a Black girl, what would you do? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm bringing Black girl energy in the, black, in the back of that seat. <laughs> I'm bringing how any Black person would probably act in this situation and I think that's what made her laugh at first because I don't think she was ready for me to be as crazy as I was acting right right especially when she can't get the door open you're like damn you know I think she was just like what in the <laughs> she wasn't ready 
Allie's better than me because I just would have accepted. I'm staying. I, I'm right in the back seat. I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> like I'm too terrified to even. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, I, and and me, I was like, look, I'm trying to get out. So, so I just was doing anything and everything in that back scene. I think that's what made her laugh. I love that sequence. And then shortly after that, unfortunately, you meet your demise, which isn't Hallie's fault. I'm just like, you told her to keep going. You said smart people <laughs> and, and then it was you. As an actor, what is it like shooting deaf scenes? Well, you know, uh, oh, and I want to share something because a lot of people, there, some people know this and I know some of the hardcore fans do know this, but okay. I blame also the fans because the first script. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I was supposed to be one of the killers. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you and uh, Mickey, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but leaks, it leaked, you guys, thanks, if you're young and you don't know. Thanks, fans, because that was my moment. That was my moment to shine. And how iconic that would have been. We still haven't had, like, well, Ma, but we still haven't had, like, that Black woman slasher. I'm, I'm waiting on it. They've had two white girls in Scream so far as the killer. Sorry if you didn't see Scream 5, but that's what happened. I want it. I wanted it to be you. If anyone deserves to be a killer, it's black women. Cause we, <laughs> and we're not, but we should be like out here slaying everybody. Uh, how, how much did that hurt to know that that wasn't going to happen anymore? Was it, were you pissed? I'd be pissed. It, it hurt a little bit. You know, it hurt a little bit. Cause that would have been, here's the thing. I was already having a fun experience as, as you know, they don't like to leak out a lot of uh, scripts and information. But once I found out, it was like, damn, that would have been good. But yeah. I was having a great time and, you know, playing her as she was. So it's, it's okay. It sits okay with me. But that would have been, as we talk about younger self versus older self, that would have been a great catalyst for me as, a, as an entertainer to move forward to the next yeah. thing. Um, but, you know, thanks, fans. Oh, you hear that, you guys? Stop. You're spoiling ruins everything what could have been here's the thing you know clearly and somebody post uh sent this to me i haven't even posted it but just the fact that you know i'm always in secret projects <laughs> so you know after yes. that you know i'm all i was in i was in logan same yeah. thing secret project but you know as the, any fans that are listening it's like just let it be find out when you're gonna find out stop trying to investigate to find out certain clues because you're messing things up thank you you're messing things up and this was way before tiktok and twitter like they were serious they were on message boards like they was on it they was on it i hope we that's what i love about scream i i go into movies completely blind when i when i know they're horror movies especially because i want to enjoy them i think I think it's really cool that, and I, I think you're the same way. It's really cool because I get asked this a lot. Like, you still go to the movies? You still like to watch? I'm like, yeah, I still love watching movies. I can watch them and be shocked and surprised. I can still be like, oh, I can still feel, be like, oh, I, that kind of made me tear up. I can still get involved in the story. I think, you know, there's a lot of filmmakers and a lot of people who've been doing this as long as I can. Like, they can't. But yeah. I, I love, I've, I've loved movies before I was making movies. So I just think, you know, a great story always holds up for me. I can still laugh. I can still maybe cry. I can still get involved. I love it. 
Is there a movie uh, this year that you've watched? You're like, oh man, that one was really great. I told you about Tick, Tick, Boom. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but that was mine. But I need to find it. Um, I'm going to watch it for that reason. Um, um, There hasn't been anything in the theaters, but when I tell you I loved True Story that Kevin Hart did. Yeah. uh, That was really good. On Netflix. I like that too. That was really great storytelling. And that was some great writing. That was you know, I, and I, and I definitely paid the price because I got involved and stayed up all night and watched the whole thing. Yes. Binged it. Just, binged, which yep. is Netflix, uh, Tick, Tick, Boom's on Netflix too. They're just having a great, a great time with their, their content. I, watch it. I gotta watch it. I, you said it. I'm going to watch it. You know, I get uh, musicals are very dear to my heart. So I'm going to watch it. Have you seen Encanto? No. Oh my gosh, so good. I don't do a lot of um, animated. Right, right. But this is a musical. I think you'll like it just for the music. Like, okay. I'll watch, watch it and clean. That's something that makes me feel yeah. like I watch it and clean the house. Exactly. I do the same. I do yeah. the same. I'm like, what if I put a little movie on? Something like, I felt like it was something I was going to tell you about Scream that I didn't bring up, that I was supposed to, I wanted to bring up. What was it? It was something else. Was it the death scenes? It must suck dying in the cold with blood around you. That's what you asked me about the death scene. (laughs) Um, No, there was nothing really weird about it. You know, I've always been an actor that's very much like, okay, if there's any, you know, props involved, you know, I've always been like, okay, tell me again, how are we doing this? Okay, what's what's gonna be at my throat? Like right. <laughs> okay, yeah, let me see it. Let me see. Oh, it retracts. Okay. 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 Got set, it. Okay. Set safe. You want to see the set safety. You want to know how it works. That's yeah. that's like, how it should be. Test yeah. it on your hand. I'm like, I'm but with any set, you know, I'm like, test it on your hand five times so I can see it goes. Okay, cool. All right, I'm ready now. But you don't than- have to answer this question, but was it shocking of you to hear about the death that happened on the, the set in Nevada where the cinematographer got shot? Definitely shocking. Uh, and I, I'm going to say this. I don't think a lot of the problems that happen on sets are reported. Mm. So I think I'm shocked that um, it got out because a lot of times, you know, it's a lot of things that happen on sets that people don't, people bury. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, listen, I don't know what happened on that set, but God just prayers to everybody. Cause that's yeah. just, yeah, ex- exactly. And you, you've been doing this for so long and I working with you, you are that person. You want to know technically how it works. What's the shot going to look like? Is the knife real? <laughs> like, I want to know what the gun looks like. I want to touch it. You touch it first. You're yep. very, very, uh, determined so that's how you were on the set for scream too once with your death scene yeah as well we practiced it before we got out there and shot it uh we shot that in pasadena uh probably in you know middle of the night but yeah we we tested it practiced it before we did it and it was everything was fine i mean at the end of the day i didn't want to i didn't want to practice which which with anything as an actor i'm like this i don't like to practice the full-on movement over and over because I want to be surprised. If I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be surprised, I want to try to really be surprised. So we probably just practice it for standing positions for the camera sake, probably once. And then he never really practiced doing it with me because I wanted to 
feel that surprise. Some people tell me my death was was dope. Oh you know? yeah, and and I think it's because I did not want to over practice it. I wanted it to be in the moment. I wanted to feel the shock of what happened. So what what? Like I wanted to really feel that shock, and then yeah. And I just, all the thing I told myself is I'm going to keep my eyes open. I was, yes. like, I was like, that'll be cool. I'm I was just going to say that last look you give Sydney, it was kind of like, girl, what the fuck? But also, God damn it. <laughs> like, I just made it out of the car. That was just, a, that was an actor choice. Like I, two, two actor choices. I don't want to overpractice it. And when I go down, I'm going to keep my eyes open. That was it. It's very realistic and I could definitely see the pain. I mean, Sydney, for all it's worth, she kept it moving. She said, oh, damn it. <laughs> Gotta keep going. But ah, oh well. <laughs> oh well. Moving on to the next one. Um, speaking of that that set, had you seen Scream before you joined Scream 2? Because I know oh, it was huge. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I had seen the first one. Yes. Okay. So you knew you knew what you were gonna get into. You're oh, like, okay. We could not not know what we were getting into. It was such a big deal at the time. The first franchise made so much money and was such a global success. And they did the second one not even a year after the first one. Yeah, it it happened pretty fast. Yeah, so it was was like literally one of the most coveted jobs at the time. So yeah, again, like I said, we were getting packages of free Nikes, free, free dresses, free whatever, like all the time on the sets. So yeah. When did you first see the whole thing, the entire movie? At the premiere. Oh, yeah. 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 At the premiere was when I first saw it. And it was just amazing. It just came together amazingly. But I think what was cool, as you just mentioned, was the fact that we were already just fun. It was all fun. It was all just fun. It was so it was so lighthearted and fun that, you know, coming to to the premiere and seeing everybody again, and then seeing it in totality was just just a lot of fun. You mentioned uh, Logan um, a couple of minutes ago, and same thing. Did you have to go see it in the theater at the premiere to watch the whole film? How was how is it keeping secrets like that? Because I don't know if I could do it. See, that's what I was trying to say. Like, it's been two big sets, I've, and, I've, and 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 maybe one other smaller set that I had to keep a secret uh, for a year. You know, so. Right. But I will say I'm good at keeping a secret. If I don't want to tell you, I've always been like that. If I don't want to tell you nothing, I'm not going to tell you nothing. I'm not going to say it. I can hold it. I can hold it, hold it, hold it. I mean, the thing about keeping the secret is if nobody else knows what's going on, it's right. kind of easy to keep. It's kind it's of easy th- to keep. Yeah. Nothing it's to talk like, about. Yeah. It's like if I had a piece of chocolate cake and I know I don't want nobody to have it. So I'm not going to say that I put a piece of chocolate cake to the side. So I'm not going to say nothing till I'm ready to eat the cake because I don't want nobody else to know I got it. Right. Keep that that for myself. (laughs) It's pretty basic just like that. Like if you don't want nobody to know and nobody else has a clue about it, you can keep the secret. It's really if you want to kind of tell the secret. Because it's exciting. I mean, I, I scream too, Logan. I, I, I would probably try to tell my mom, but my mom can't keep a secret so that she would tell the world. Yeah, the only person I do, that's so funny because the only person I do tell, like my parents have passed away years ago and that's fine. But the only person I tell is my sister. 
Mm. She can keep a secret. Right. She ain't gonna tell nobody. She could tell everybody in her circle, but her circle don't ain't go, is not in the industry. So. Right, right. So then it's like, all right, a couple of people know, but who's listening? Okay. Yeah. My mom would tell the world. She has no social media. So that's the key. That's the key right there. <laughs> I could just, I just see it. Like my sister would be on Twitter. Like, oh my God, my sister just did Logan. <laughs> drives me crazy with the fact she doesn't have any of it. She doesn't have Facebook. She has, she has none of it. So I, I tell respect her. it. You have to tell her when you're in movies via text. <laughs> about, yeah, girl, I'm in this movie and da, da, da. just want you to know, you know, yeah, we have to talk about it. Are you the only artist in your family then? Yeah. That, that's no one. How this happened, I really still go, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, my mom was a nurse who went back to school and started teaching nurser, nursing for a living. My dad was a construction worker. Uh, my sister and now her now husband who are just did their 20th anniversary, which is crazy. Wow. Um, she, they run a dental practice in Mobile, Alabama. Wow. One of the largest black owned dental practices in Mobile, Alabama. Dr. Gerald White Dentistry, if you guys are in the Mobile, Alabama. We've got <laughs> listeners down there. You hear that? Go get your, your teeth done. See Dr. Gerald White. That's my, my sister's husband. They have a very well-standing practice in Mobile, Alabama. Point being, no entertainers in my family at all. I really just, went, back when I was like six years old, I honestly, I really wanted to be the next Debbie Allen. I love Debbie yeah. Allen. I started as a dancer. I, again, tapped jazz ballet, then got a full scholarship from college to PCPA, which is now University of the Arts in Philadelphia. Um, <clears throat> then everybody, this is when, and just imagine, little young girl from Memphis, Tennessee. And, you know, when I was in, um, when I was in Philadelphia, that's when the, the other people in my class and classmates were like, at least we go out to New York and we audition for musicals. And I'm like, really? How y'all get to New York? <laughs> you know, girl, we take the, the, the New Jersey transit. Now I know now, and God bless New Jersey transit, but okay. Philadelphia is like an hour from New York. Yeah. I would never have known that on this New Jersey transit chain, which took like three hours. <laughs> connection to connection and connection. <laughs> Very inexpensive. And, you know, and like I said, no shade to New Jersey transit, but it's got a lot of stops. But now, you know, now I know I can take an Amtrak and get there in 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> and so you're the only one in your family is artistic. So you would go to New York to audition? We would go to New York to wow. audition. So I started to, I started auditioning for different things, got a couple of things. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do after school. So then I moved to New York with a couple of um, dancer friends of mine. Um, we lived in like Brooklyn. We had like all up in there. Like we're going to make this happen. I was um, doing musicals. I was doing um, commercials and dancing, dancing, dancing commercials. I was doing all of it, you know, and loving every minute of it. I didn't even want, I had no designs of being an actor at the time. Right. I was making a lot of money with the tours and, and living my dream. That was my dream. I wanted to be a performer and I was making it happen. Somewhere along the line, somebody was like, you know what? You have a great personality. You should try acting. And I was like, I don't want to do that. That's not even what I want to do. Uh-oh. And then look. <laughs> and, and then, you know, I think 
what happened is I saw that some of my friends were making a lot of money doing commercials, but they were doing the speaking commercials. Right. And I was like, okay, so then I need to learn how to, I need to learn at least how to be on camera so I can do these speaking commercials. <laughs> you know, so, smart. yeah, they cut to me taking a couple of classes to know how to be better on camera. Um, and then look and, you know, no lie. 50 national commercials later. Wow. I, I've done a lot of them. Um, from Coca-Cola to the big one is like the Nike one. I get a lot of like re, retweets about that Nike commercials. I did five Nike commercials for the segments they did in the barbershop. Dang. For, they like um, you. Yeah. And I played, I played like the girl pretending to cut yeah. hair the shop on these legendary Nike commercials with like um legendary like stars of basketball like Dennis Rodman yes yes like like I was in all of those it's a lot of money um yeah from like Coca-Cola Nike Tampax like I've done JC I did so many national commercials and then it became something I was like okay well let me give this acting thing a try so why not <laughs> like no big deal yeah. so I um I, then and this is also a wave where a lot of performers were starting to come to LA more and so a couple of my friends that moved to LA one of my really good friends his name is Brian he moved to LA and I was like well yeah I'll come and hang out on your couch for like a couple months and see how it is so I came out to LA stayed on his couch then decided to stay uh got an apartment studied the Academy of Dramatic Art, which I think I really helped me understand how to break down scripts and really know what the hell I was doing and started auditioning. And now here we are. You, I'm very impressed. I knew some of this, but not all of this, because we didn't even have a lot of time to like sit down and chit chat when we were shooting. But what I'm right. impressed, what I'm really impressed about Elise, and I could cry, I don't know why it's like making me emotional, is that you're always a student who just wants to learn and be better? Why is that making me emotional? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just because it's very admirable to see someone go, I don't know how to do that. I'm gonna learn how to do that. I'm gonna properly train how to do that. And then I'm gonna excel at that. And I'm gonna move on to the next thing. I'm gonna learn how to do it. Cause you said you're writing and producing now. So you're like, okay, cool. This next, I'm gonna do this next thing. I'm mm -hmm. just gonna do it. I think it's making me emotional because I always come from a place of fear. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do that. I'm too scared to know. And then you're just like, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, and I take that. Thank you. I take that because for me, the fear is in there, but it's so in the back of my head process as a girl who had no steps, mm. as a girl who knew nothing. It's mm. still to me every day about this industry to have the balls to get on a plane, get a full scholarship, no, no one, decide to go to Philadelphia for college, decide to, um, you know, follow a dream. And it started to work for me. I think a lot of people are afraid of that. Mm -hmm. And as a person who has a lot of ups and downs, because it's not like I don't have ups and downs, but I feel like I would be, I feel like sometimes I feel like it's, it's, it would be ungrateful 
for me to complain when I've had so many yeses. And it's not like sometimes I don't get sad, but it's also, I'm always grateful because I've had so many yeses. And a lot of people who I know, and it's a lot of people who would love to have had as many yeses, haven't had them. Yeah. There's a lot more that I want to do. Yeah, there's a lot more even that I can, like I mentioned earlier, that I possibly could have achieved, but I know I have achieved so much and I've done it without being afraid because it's like, okay, I've got, I, I've gotten validation at seven years old that I had talent. Yeah. I've gotten standing ovations by the time I was 18. So I'm talented. So, okay. So what would be holding me back other than myself? Mm-hmm. Y'all, if y'all listening to this, you can see my face. I just said it. Uh. And, I'm, and I'm saying that because a lot of people just, you know, you got to be grateful and think, wow, I am talented. Somebody already said, you know, yes. Or, you know, even for you, I'll say you're sitting here, you're doing it. You have a podcast, you do amazing stuff in the community. You've gotten your yeses, but don't negate the yeses. Just go, keep going. Just keep going. You already gotten validation, you know? And I think a lot of people already gotten like that sign or that tap on the, and I think that's the thing about me. I get the tap. I feel the tap, whatever that little internal tap of like, go ahead. I'm one of those people like, okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I fall on my face and be like, hey. I'll pitch, and I even told this to the young lady in Memphis who's helping me with this project I'm doing there. I, I want to set up there. And she's like, how do you do that? I said, I don't know. I'm like, I, I get the tap and I go. And that's what I call it. I get the tap, like the internal tap, and I go. I would pitch to Oprah, even if I didn't know her. I don't care. Right. I, I live my life like that, you know? It's like, take the shot. They can say no, or they can say yes, or they can lead you to someone else who might say yes. I don't care. There we go. I, I really think someone listening to this podcast maybe came in for Scream 2, but they're going to leave here going, I needed that today. Especially especially my Black creators, you're listening to this and I don't have anyone in the industry. I don't know anyone in LA. I don't know anything about movies, but it's so possible. And you're listening to Elise. She did it. And if she can do it, you can do it. So, But, but listen to what she said. She was a, She's a student always. She's never, ever once not been willing to learn something new. No. And that is a lot of the young kids' problems. I will say that. that is I was going to say it too. I thought it, but I was like, I'm not going to call anyone out. And I was, okay. was going to ask you. <laughs> I'll say, say it. That is a lot of the, lot, the young kids' problems that they want to miss steps. Right. They, wanna, they, want, they want the show. They want to go from, because listen, I, they DM me, okay? I know. They'll go from, Elise, I want to, I want a career. I want to be an actor. Okay. If I decide to have time. Okay. So what, what classes are you taking? Oh, I'm not, I'm not doing any yeah. I'm doing no classes. Oh, you did classes? Baby, find some classes in your area and know what you're doing. Therefore, then maybe we can have another conversation. Leah says the same thing when she's auditioning new actors and she asks them about like what they do and they're just like nothing. And she's like, I don't understand that. Especially for you, you said earlier in the interview, like dancing gave you a base discipline, period. 
training your body and your mind and yes and no. So acting, you had all that coming into it. That's what sets you apart, right? And I think a lot of the newer creators I see today don't understand how valuable that is to have something that sets you apart. We're, I'm not a dancer and we don't all have to be dancers, but something, something else to add. At, at the end of the day, if you just if you want to have a new craft people, whether that is carpentry, whether that is how to, you know, be an entertainer, or I don't know, even my, even in my my family, my sisters and their dental practice, he had to go to dental school before yeah. he could be a dentist. Or a doctor has to do all of those years to be a doctor. There is a process. You have to know what you're doing before you step into the arena. Do you think uh, the younger people, because I think this, are more focused on the fame and the perks? Like we hear you talking about, you got gifts and all that more so than the craft and the technique. A hundred percent. And I blame social media for that. I mean, listen, I was just, and and I I, I do it even to myself by looking at it. Like you see, you know, people who are, you know, flashing beautiful cars and, Mm -hmm. you know, lavish stuff and you're like dang I want that but there is a process to getting that yeah and that's hard and it, well, we could talk about this forever I don't want to spend too much more time on it but when I when I tell you guys again 5 a.m call times she's up at four she's moving her body she's learning her lines that is the testament of someone who's been in this industry for so long um, in the cold, remember freezing cold. Yeah, that also. I'll just say this, and we don't have to talk, tell them the name of the project or anything. That was also a tap for me because I've always wanted to produce. I've always wanted to, you know, create my own stuff. And for anybody who's listening, and what she's saying is, I, I you know. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm thinking we're talking about leaving you guys with something to understand. So we were doing a project and I was one of the few, one of, we had about four or five executive producers, but I take everything so seriously. Mm -hmm. So I'm a producer on this project and I'm the lead of this project, Mm -hmm. the lead actor on the project. I would be studying in my room with my assistant at like, when we would wrap at like four o'clock in the morning. I would make her stay up. She hated me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> make her stay up an extra hour so we could go over it at least for 30 minutes before we go to sleep. We would go to sleep. I, I would wake up. I would put ice on my eyes. Yep. I would put a mask on my face. I would still put my weights on like she's saying and try to get some type of movement to not only wake up, but feel like I felt good on camera. I would go over my lines again. I would still be present. If we had a meeting, I would still do the meeting. I am about being prepared and being the best person that you can be. And that's what I think everybody should strive for. Yep. And she gave me heart attacks because I was in charge of set safety and she she was doing every stunt. And I was like, no, she's like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm like, Please don't do this. <laughs> like, I had a heart I'm attack. Really about the look, it's gotta look good. It's gotta look right. It's gotta. Yep. I, and as you know, come on, you know, I come from uh, from films that you know the shock factor is what sells it. You gotta yep. have the real shock factor. 
Yeah, those are moments where I just had to step away from the monitor and go, you know what? I can't see this or I will have a panic attack and I have to go. And um, well, yeah, I'm not, just one more thing, two more things actually. One thing is that film shoot was really tough. That was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I don't know if it was the hardest thing you've ever had to do, but I do, I don't think I ever got to say this to you after we wrapped, but I was just in all the scenes that we had to shoot. And you know what scene I'm talking about in particular, that one horrible scene that I didn't like, but you still did it. And I remember I made you a little room, a little decompression room. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what else I can do. Oh, sweet. (laughs) I didn't know what, I was like putting coloring books in there and little fake candles. I didn't know what to do, but I was like, it was super cute. Cause you, I mean, I know we're trying to, we're not going to talk about what it was. Cause Hey, hopefully one day somebody will figure something out. You might guys might see it. Right. But, um, I was saying all that to just say, like, you know, it made me go, if I could do all of that, I could do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could, I could, I could be George Clooney and I could produce it. I could create it. I can make it happen. So I applaud that production because it, it really made me go forward with where I am now with this or creating a project in I'm, I'm at the very beginning steps of it, but I'm creating and producing a project myself in totality um, in my home, my home city of Memphis. So yeah, can you tell us anything about that? Or like, is it one of them secret things? <laughs> it's one of those secret things. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, all I get. that's all I got. Cool. It's happening. It's a thing. <laughs> In your hometown, though, that must feel so good. That's it. That's it. She won't elaborate. <laughs> when it happens, come back and I'll ask you extra proper questions about it. One other thing I want to say before I wrap up with my last question is during uh, the Black Lives Matter like resurgence of 2020, you guys, I got an angry text from Elise because she said, how dare you? I was hosting protests at the time. And she said, how dare you not tell me? I would have been there. And I said, I'm so sorry. And she's, and guess what? I told her, gave her the address and she was there. She showed up. I was like, I didn't think I, I didn't want to bother you. She's like, you're not bothering me. I would have been there. Why didn't you tell me? So I just wanted to say thank you. Cause that was a really hard time. Listen, uh, at the end of the day, we are all we got. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We as Black people, we as Black creators, we as Blacks in this entertainment bubble of industry, we are all we got. And what I always felt from you is, you know, a a genuine love for the art, which you already know that I have. And we just talked about this. A lot of people don't have that come from that space. So I I got you. And I I wanted you to know that. And I will show up for you if I have time. And, you know, I think that is important because we live in an industry and we deal with the industry that people won't show up. Yeah. Won't care. Won't, won't, will say they're down with the cause, but they're not really down with the cause. They're, they're down with what saying that I'm down with the cause gives and affords them. So, yeah. It was really nice. It was a shock too, because I just, I don't know. I was just, I was shocked at anyone who showed up like black showed up and I was like, what, you're here? And he's like, yeah, I'm here. So I really appreciated both of you and Leah and, and her whole family during that time so send out support. The day was that your go is important yeah. and 
You should just keep, when you get the tap, you should just go and know that it's going to be fine. It's going to work out. Exactly. And also to not underestimate your support system that you may not think is a support system. You just think, oh, we're just co-workers now that you might actually have a support system there that you you're not untapping into so anyone yeah exactly well last question before I I let you go because you're so you're so busy any chance you're getting back into horror can we see you in more I would love to get back into horror what's crazy is I don't ever get horror auditions I don't understand that I don't understand that at all I don't get the Jordan. Listen, if you know Jordan Pills, please give him a call. You know what right. I mean? Well, Monkey Paw follows us. Monkey Paw, uh, come on. Elise is right here and she wants to do it. And she's a horror icon. I don't understand. I don't understand how you're not getting more horror offers. It's annoying. But hey, I'm gonna we're say speaking. I'm glad I, I stopped myself. So I'm just shut up. <laughs> we're, we're speaking into existence now because we want to see you back. Scream queen, and we need our first black female slasher or final girl. I know there's been a, one other final girl, but we need more black. We need her to survive the next movie, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I, it was so funny, and I thought it was so cool because I put out a tweet about you know the, the new Scream or whatever, and I was like, everybody go watch it. And then um, the actual Scream movie, the new one, um, they tweeted me back. Because every obviously, I mean, I know I have fans from the franchise. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh man, it would have been great if you if you were still in it, you live, blah, blah, blah. Like it was a whole thread of conversation, right? So I'm sure that they saw that. And then they respond replied back, and it was so cool. And of course, I don't remember it exactly, but they said something like, Hallie told um ne- Hallie told her to 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 run. It would have been great if she would have kept running or something like that. And I thought that yeah. was I mean, you're forever etched in this franchise, which I think is so rare in a film. It's like it's like you, the cast from Scream, cast from Nightmare on Elm Street, another West. Um, obviously, the cast of Halloween. It, no matter how many years go by, you're always going to be attached. Do you mind being attached to this thing? By the way, no, I don't mind. Okay. I mean, no, I mean, I get it. I, I think I get it for singers. You know, yeah, you got to sing the the one song of the, you know. Uh, you know, whatever that song is, I was going to sing the songs. I don't know if you make it something you have to pay for. So I'm not going to sing. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I can get if you're a singer, because then it's like, you got to bring that song out like 25. Huh, you, I mean, I get, I get that. Right. Or maybe some other role, you know, but her, Hallie, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. I think it's fun. Oh, wait, did you steal anything from set? Now that I'm trying to call you out. Maybe I won't say steal. Did you borrow something for 20 years on set? <laughs> what I did have um they actually gave it to me okay was the jacket that I died in the the brown leather it's a good jacket it was yellow it was a little yellow it was yellow jacket. yes yes yeah the yellow jacket with little and, and the, the the real one with the little blood stains was still on it you still have that um no somebody bought it and I auctioned it ah uh, oh my gosh who was the super fan out there that got the jacket that's awesome that's really cool um, um also i have my chair back your chair yeah my chair back from you know from from sitting in the in seats it was oh the, your chair back yes chair back. it was really yeah. cool the way they put it on um what else do i have and then I, but this was mine my crew my crew jacket like i have those right things. 
you have those things you're back in the crew jacket ah that's awesome and I think I saw like a poster that you have hanging in your your home you have the scream 2 poster I love it in in my living room though it's like I have high ceilings in in the living room it's like a lot of the posters of different movies that I've been in yeah yeah I love that I love that you're still um very supportive of this franchise too even though you're not you haven't been in it since too, but you, you're like you said, you retweeted the new movie. You told people to go see it. You are a loyal scream fan, I guess, or just <laughs> I'm a fan, and I think it's an honor. You know, I don't know. I think everybody's different. You know, everybody has their own feelings, and I know a lot of actors can be very like jaded and be like, oh, I'm not right. yeah, they don't want to be involved and they want to, you know, move on. I get it. Listen, we we get it. Listen, it's cool. I mean, it's cool to be that way, but for me. I think because I had so much fun shooting it and we all genuinely, when we see each other, have love for each other and, you know, we're still connected. So yeah. it's okay for me, you know? Do you have a last question? I promise. Do you have a top three ranking? There's five movies. So I'm not going to make you do all five. Cause I don't think you've seen the latest one yet, but I have. You, okay. Do you have a top three? And I wouldn't shame you if you put number two at the top. <laughs> top three screen movies? Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Oh, she's like, I won't. I won't. <laughs> I'm going to say scream two, scream two, and scream two. And that's, that's perfect. I think that's the proper ranking anyways. <laughs> well, at least... Wow. This hour went by so fast. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, again, I'm so in awe by you and impressed. And I know people listening to this podcast are going to be so excited and just hopefully motivated to do whatever they need to do. This season is season of the creator. So yes, I wanted to have you on and talk scream too, but also you're a creator and you're a black creator. So I wanted to make sure that you, we got to talk about your projects and you can't tell us anything about them, but that's fine. You know. Well, okay, so then there's that, and then let's see. You talked about the pandemic, and I know we gotta go, but we talked about the pandemic, and you know that's definitely a whole other transition of doing work in this pandemic. And but you know, I did, I did um, a black lady sketch show for, and I was on the last season of a black yes. lady sketch. Show. That was a lot of fun. So I consider myself part of that NAACP nomination that they yes. got for this last season. Um, I did a pilot of, uh, I, I should have brought that up. I did a pilot that um, David Arquette was the executive producer. What? Oh my gosh. We're just fighting this out at the end. That's awesome. What a small, uh, that's called life. High Heels. High um, Heels. So we're p- been pitching that right now. We've been, I just was on a pitch call last week about that. Um, I did a movie with Omari Hardwick in, uh, in um, Philadelphia. Yep. I saw that so on Instagram. We, we, we're waiting, we're waiting for that one. Um, but yeah, when she says busy, I, you know, I've been out in these streets, out in these streets like this. Masked up. Masked up like crazy and COVID like crazy. I have a project called the Black Hamptons. I can say this. Okay. Uh, Black Hamptons that I did uh, for BET that's going to be coming out this year. Black Hamptons. Uh, the Black Hamptons. It's okay. a little trilogy. Me and um, Lamont Rucker. Um, Vanessa Bell Calloway, and that was a lot of fun. So yeah, 
got some stuff coming up. Stuff Open. happening in the pipeline, you guys. So you're going to have to look out for her. Elise, what's your Instagram handle so people can follow yeah, you? Guys, follow me on Instagram, which is at Elise Neal. There's, don't, there's, there's a lot of fakes, but please look for the verified page. That's why, right. I don't, that's why I don't have as many followers. There's too many fake Elise Neals out there. I'm being very serious. So at Elise Neal on Instagram. And then I'm also verified on, on, um, on um, TikTok. Because I you're like on TikTok? Yes, girl. Very okay. Nice. okay. Elise Neal. Wait, hold on. Because, you know, 5,000 fakes like to jump on your name before you even get a chance. Let me see. I was actually going to ask you, and I forgot about it, if you were on TikTok. Because I was like, you, you're so good at your Instagram. I was like, you could easily be on TikTok. I am on TikTok. But, I, but it's, you know, it's, if, you, if you search my name, it should just look for the verified sign. But let me see. I think it's TikTok's. You know, I don't even know what they made me do it for. But hold on. Are there fakes on TikTok? Hold on, yes, guys. Girl. These people oh. love them. It's Elise Neal E-N-T on TikTok, but it's verified. Oh, I see you right here. I'm following right now. Gotcha. Yeah. Elise Neal E-N-T, basically an entertainment on, on TikTok. I'm trying to get my followers up. I'm, I'm trying to get more back on and having fun now that I'm offset. So yes, either one of those, hit me up. All right, you guys, and this has been, this will end our episode, but at least don't go anywhere because I want to just say a proper goodbye. But for everyone else, you can follow Afro Horror, Afro Horror Pod on Twitter or just Afro Horror on Instagram. Um, we have new episodes every month, but for Black History Month, we're going to do three or four. We've got some fun creators that we want to interview, and Elise is kicking us off. So I hope you stick around to see what else is up with us. We also have some new merch coming in some okay. new t-shirts and pins, but don't worry, at least you're, I'm going to send you a little box. You're going to get your own little Afro horror merch. So oh. don't worry about that. Everyone else will see you next, next time and maybe in a week or two. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Afro Horror. Please subscribe and leave a comment if you'd like what you heard. We want to send a special shout out to Jaren Hemphill for our amazing logo design. Thanks, Jaren. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at, at Afro Horror or on our website, www.afrohorror.com. No copyright infringement was intended while recording this podcast.